Maseches Kilaim, Perk Vav, Mishnah Dalid, 6.4. In the previous Mishnah, I use an analogy talking about the halachas of a basis, a base for something that's mukta on Shabbos. And we said that if you have a tray, for example, and you have your wallet on the tray going into Shabbos, assuming you put that wallet intentionally on that tray, the tray becomes subordinate to the wallet. And just as the wallet is mukta on Shabbos, so too is the tray. It has the same status as the wallet. And that's true even if... You later on, for whatever reason, manage to get that wallet off the tray by accident or purpose. The tray remains mukta because it's subordinate to wallet and it's called a buses, a support, a base for the mukta. Now, just following that, that analogy a little further, you may be aware that if you have your tray and on the tray you have both your candlesticks on Shabbos, which are of course are mukta, but you also have something else of equal or greater value than the candlesticks. Let's say you have your Rolex watch, or perhaps even a challah, since challah is very important on Shabbos, it's for your food. But certainly the Rolex watch, which is not mukta, and definitely worth more than your candlesticks, however valuable they are. So then, since the buses, the base, the tray, is both a buses for the mukta item, the candlesticks, and the Rolex watch, which is not mukta, so then the tray will not be considered subordinate to the less valuable less significant item, the candlesticks. It'll be subordinate rather to the more significant item, the Rolex watch, and therefore it will not be muktza. So in other words, the the support is only subordinate to that which it holds if the thing that holds it holds is a single thing. But if there are two things, then we would go after what's the more significant of the two, which is typically measured in terms of value, economic value. So Similarly, in the previous mission, we had said that just as if you train a single vine on a latticework, the whole latticework becomes forbidden to plant beneath, grains or greens. The same logic applies to an ilan shrak, a non-fruit-bearing tree. If you drape a, a grapevine over one of the branches, then all the branches become subordinate to the grapevine, and you can't plant beneath any of those branches. But here in Mishnah Dal, we talk about a fruit-bearing tree. And as a fruit-bearing tree, we say that the fruit-bearing tree... The tree might be like a latticework, so to speak, like a, like a tray, if you will, a support system, but it has two things that it's supporting, both a grape vine and also the fruit that it bears. And that being the case, we question whether the tree now becomes subordinate to the vine when you have other fruits growing there. So the Mishnah says, If one trains his grape vine on part of a fruit-bearing tree, let's just for argument's sake say, it has two branches, one on the east, one on the west, and you put it on the what you put your grapevine on the western branch. So Mutlahavi Zera El The truth is you can plant your grains of greens beneath um that eastern branch. And in fact, the mission is saying more than that, that if you have it just going halfway down the branch, you could plant your grains of greens beneath the other half of the branch. The reason being because since the branch bears something of value in its own rights, i.e. the fruit, so the tree doesn't become simply subordinate as like a lattice work, if you will, um, to the grapevine. And therefore, it doesn't get the status of a grapevine. And therefore, you could plant beneath the tree, let's say the apple tree, for argument's sake, or the fig tree, you'll see in a second. So you can, yes, you can plant beneath the branches of the fig tree, even if there's a grapevine trained on it. Of course, provided that there's no grapevine directly over what you're planting. Therefore, the mission says again, if you train your grapevine on a portion of a fruit-bearing tree, you could plant beneath the rest of the tree where there is no grapevine above. If 
the grapevine grows now as it does and expands and reaches over what you planted. So in the previous mission, we had said that renders it usser, according to pretty much everyone, immediately usser, since you plant it illegally. But here you're not planting illegally. You're planting better. You're allowed to plant under the rest of the, let's say, fig tree, where there is no grapevine. And therefore, if your vine grows and grows over what you planted down below, it doesn't become usser. Just simply pull back the grapevine so it's no longer directly above what you have grown below. Now, Masa, this actually happened. Shahalach Rabbi Yoshua, Eitzel Rabbi Yishmol, Lekfar Aziz. Rabbi Yoshua went to visit Rabbi Yishmol in the place called Aziz, the village of Aziz. Vereehu Gefen, he showed him the, this very case of grapevine, Mudla al Mitzas Te'ena. It was draped over part of a fig tree. Amar Lo, so Rabbi Yoshua asked Rabbi Yishmol, Ma'ani lahavi zera al-tachas amosar? May I plant let's say, wheat beneath the rest of the fig tree where there is no grapevine growing. Amr mutar. And Rabbi Shmuel said, yes, you may. Just as you saw in the, this is a Maisa, a story that supports what we said previously. Now the story continues. They then, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yishmol, went to another location called Beis Maganya. And there, Vareu Gefen Shi Mudla Al Mitzas Hakora Vistan shall shikma. Rabbi Yeshua showed Rabbi Shmuel a grapevine that was trained over a shikma tree. Let's translate it as sycamore. Now, the shikma tree um, is important in as much as it was used for timber. And the way the bartender learns it, it's very significant as a, as a timber source, each branch being essentially a different beam in waiting. So, again, now you have two branches, one to the west, one to the east, for argument's sake, and on the western branch, you have a grapevine trained. Um, but there were other branches as well. Uvo koros harbet. There are many other branches. Let's say one to the east, one to the north, one to the south. These koros, koros means both branch and actually literally in, in like beam, construction beam, were growing there. Amrlo. So Rabbi Shmuel said to Rabbi Yeshua, Tachas zu aser. This particular branch, the entire branch, that's how the Bartner learns, since that branch is there acting as a support for the grape vine, that whole branch becomes forbidden to plant grains or grains beneath, like the branch itself, even the parts of the branch that aren't yet covered with grapevine. Vishar mutter. But as for the other branches, the branch to the east or north or south, those have independent status and they aren't acting as a support for the grapevine and one may plant under those. So here we have a case, according to Bartonura, where it's a middle case. Each beam or branch will get its own status since these are timber branches. The ones dedicated to supporting grapevines are like the apifioris, the lattice work, and the entire branch, even the part that hasn't yet got a grapevine growing on it, becomes us to plant beneath. But the other beams, which are dedicated to be sources of timber down the way, there's, they're not acting as a support for a grapevine, and therefore planted beneath those, vine, those beams or branches, even though they're part of the same tree, is permissible 